0: Welcome to a special bonus episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I am your host, Sean Gaylord, a practicing principal in North Carolina, coming to you amidst the mania of year 2020. July 7th is the 80th birthday of Sir Richard Starkey, a.k.a. Ringo Starr, the world's greatest drummer, and the inspirational backbeat click track, and percussive powerhouse of the Beatles. Since our favorite drummer is about to turn 80 years old, I thought I would pull together a quick tribute in honor of his upcoming July 7th birthday. I do hope that this episode finds you, the listener, safe, upbeat, and peaceful we continue to travail through uncertain times and my sincere wish is that this podcast is a welcomed respite from whatever mania or turmoil you are experiencing. Know that you are not alone and I am happy to be on the journey with you. Music is the universal language. It is the sound that soothes, inspires, and motivates. I hope that the music and liner notes shared here will serve as an encouraging digital companion for you. This podcast explores the intersection where passions meet, meld, and inspire. In this case, we discover that synergy within the lessons learned from music and education. Pretend that this podcast is like the back of an album cover you have just purchased and you are reading a set of liner notes. In case you were wondering, liner notes are meant to serve as a written companion to the vinyl album. They were either banal or insipid in execution, and it was evident that the author barely listened to the album. Nothing was revealed about the music. I prefer the type of liner notes that attempt to capture the essence of the music. The words written in these cases bordered on poetry or read like a Jackson Pollock painting or resonated like the symphonic aspirations of Miles Davis's sketches of Spain. They echoed like the soulful vocalizations of Tina Turner on the Phil Spector produced River Deep Mountain High. Check out the liner notes work of writers like Stan Corwin and Ralph J. Gleason to get a sense of my influences in the genre. In the case of this podcast, these are digital liner notes. I hope not to stray too far in the banal and insipid category while you listen. My name is Sean Gaylord. I am the author of The Pepper Effect. I'm a school principal, as I said earlier. And the Pepper Effect book explores my passions for the Beatles and the schoolhouse, and I also like to celebrate Mondays. Actually, in this particular episode, I will make a direct reference to an interlude from my book, The Pepper Effect. The book is available to order online at Amazon and Barnes & Noble in both print and digital forms. You can also order directly from the publisher, Dave Burgess Consulting, Inc. Now that's the opening fanfare, if you will, and I welcome all to this edition of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I know that schools are facing some uncertain times amidst these summer months, and the world is upside down. This podcast is designed to give you a little bit of hope in the mania of COVID-19, and it comes from my heart to yours. Welcome to this very special episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, written in honor of Ringo Starr. This special bonus episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast is entitled Handle with Care, Praise and Thanks in the Schoolhouse, and Loving Ringo. It's a rather long title. As I mentioned in the opening segment, I want to commemorate Ringo Starr's 80th birthday with a brief reminder for all leaders and colleagues in the schoolhouse. Also... Handle with care is not a reference to that classic song by the traveling Wilburys. Rather, it's a reminder for us all to literally take steps to take care and to handle each other with care as we move forward into an uncertain upcoming school year. I do believe that the Fab Four's history as a band is filled with many meaningful and inspirational lessons that do connect to leadership, education, and school culture. For example, I believe a 16-year-old John Lennon making the decision to invite a 15-year-old Paul McCartney To join the Quarrymen, an early incarnation of the Beatles, is one of the best leadership decisions ever made. I have mentioned that story in a previous episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. Actually, we are coming up on the anniversary of that world-changing event. Happy 63rd anniversary of the day John met Paul. I have also shared this story about Ringo. In a previous episode of the podcast In fact, I believe it was either episode 4 or 5 That was a couple of years ago And I have written about this story In my book, The Pepper Effect Where I first cited it I do think it's a powerful reminder The story about Ringo that I'll share in just a few moments I think it's a powerful reminder for us all As we move forward into the unknowns Of the impending school year Now more than ever, I think that this story is needed for educators and, frankly, for anyone in an organization, band, or company. Thanks again for listening. Now, let's meet up at our friendly local neighborhood record store, masked up and maintaining social distancing. If not, then imagine us chatting on the phone or virtually meeting up via If we were to meet up at a local record store, then I would direct us to the S section. Ringo Starr's birthday in just a couple of days, so we've got to check out his albums. Hopefully, we come across his 1973 solo album simply entitled Ringo. It's considered to be his best album with a plethora of hits ranging from the tracks like Photograph to Oh My My. It also features a few of Ringo's famous friends like Harry Nielsen, Klaus Vormann, Billy Preston, Steve Cropper, and members of the band. If you blink while you listen to the album, then you may miss three very important cameos from some former bandmates of Ringo's. John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and George Harrison. Those three Beatles were always on hand to contribute a song or background harmony or even musical instrumentation to Ringo's solo oeuvre. This particular album, Ringo, is also a little bittersweet as it's the closest we get to a Beatles reunion in John Lennon's lifetime. All four Beatles appear on the album, but not together. The nearest approximation we get is, is having John, George, and Ringo perform on the album's opening track, I'm the Greatest, which was penned by John Lennon. I always like it in the solo work of the Beatles catching a glimpse of another Beatle appearing on an album it's it's kind of like a a hitchcock cameo in in one of his classic films spot the beetle in the early days of MTV if you remember some of those early solo beetle videos you know occasionally you, you might catch a glimpse of ringo playing drums on one of paul's tracks and and and, and vice versa you get the idea having another former beetle on a solo album to me is an example of that special brotherhood the Beatles had. It's a reminder that these guys truly loved each other. These are not simply bandmates sitting in on a gig or or, or, or laying down a track. These are brothers looking out for each other. I always thought it was a cool move, and I appreciate it when, when other bands do the same. I wonder when the solo Beatles would have their respective musical cameos, did they remember an ill-fated moment from their 1968 White Album Sessions where Ringo quit the band? The story goes like this according to Ringo in an interview from the must-see documentary, The Beatles Anthology. Basically, Ringo said that he did not feel like his playing was, was up to par and that the other three band members were close. He felt excluded. He felt like he didn't belong. So he decided to leave the band. So as he made this decision, he, 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 he made the move that he was going to go in person and, and, and tell his bandmates what, what he was going to do. He goes to John Lennon, knocks on his door and you know proceeds to explain to to John, you know, what was going on in his mind and his heart and that he he didn't feel like the other Beatles loved him and and that his playing wasn't up to par and that the three of them were really close and that he didn't belong and therefore he was going to leave. And John said, "Well, I thought it was you three." Ringo um, says farewell to John. Goes to Paul, knocks on his door. Similar spiel: Hey, l- listen, my, my playing isn't isn't great anymore. I don't feel like a, a member of the band. You guys are are close. You three are close. I'm I'm an outsider looking in. So on and so forth. I'm leaving the band. Paul McCartney again without missing a beat says I thought it was you three um, Ringo doesn't uh, mention if if he goes to to say a similar thing to George I, I I don't know if he did or not but but anyway the band carries on without without Ringo and they continue their work on the white album. In fact, Paul fills in on drums on two of the the opening tracks for the album, Back in the USSR and Dear Prudence. I do suspect though that they miss that synergy. They miss that backbeat, that click track, that reliable steady beat. I mean, Ringo is not a solo drummer. He's not 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 along the, anything up up there with John Bonham or or Keith Moon, but but he was truly a songwriter's drummer. He appreciated the words, he appreciated the lyrics, and and wanted to complement that with his inventive backbeats. John, Paul, and and George get together and and have a meeting, probably, and say, hey, how are we going to get Ringo back in the band? They send him all kinds of postcards and, and letters and telegrams, probably some phone calls. And along the way, and this again, this is over the course of of a couple of weeks. um, Ringo's back in the band. The day that Ringo returns to the studio, he notices his drum set is bedecked in flowers. This reunion is so powerful, so moving, even just sharing it with you. And Paul, later in the Beatles Anthology documentary that I mentioned, said, "Hey, listen, you know we we needed to tell him tell Ringo that that we love them, and it's important to do that it's important to let those folks know that they are the best and that they matter and Ringo talks fondly of this moment of of seeing those flowers around his His drum set feels loved again, and and the band makes the move to, to move to a smaller part of EMI Studios, later Abbey Road Studios, to record a great John Lennon track, Your Blues. And they do it in a smaller, much more confined space so they can feel that synergy, feel that connection, feel that kinship, feel that brotherhood. I was honored to capture this story as an interlude for my book, The Pepper Effect, I encourage you to check out that section in the book if you want to learn more about it. This particular story has led me to reflect upon the vital need for us to connect in such a positive way. We are disconnected on so many levels due to this new era of social unrest and the pandemic. Now, more than ever, there are new demands and challenges coming across the desks of administrators and teachers. These challenges are coming at lightning fast speed, and we are called to create solutions to new and changing problems. And these can be difficult and challenging to create. Now, I believe in every fiber of my soul that we as educators will make it happen and that this is our shining hour. There are so many variables, but educators continue to exceed expectations in service of our kids, and I know that we will persevere. But we are human. We have our moments of anger, frustration, impatience, and despair in the throes of this unknown era. And it's okay to be human and in our feelings. I know that I have my moments, we all do. Why, just a few days ago, I was struggling with a challenging leadership decision and speaking with a colleague. I had hit all of the typical potholes that leaders often do. And I will say that those particular potholes are especially poignant during this new era of educational challenge. As I was speaking with this trusted thought partner, and reaching a concluding decision, I got the receiving end from this person, some simple words of encouragement, and it uplifted me. A simple wave of encouragement reached me when I also received an unexpected note from a parent I serve. It meant the world to receive that note, and the words definitely gave me a renewed spark to forge onward and it clarified my purpose and i just simply felt good now keep in mind for principals like me we are still working during the summer months and the routine acumen of praise is few and far in between anyway i was grateful for those words like ringo was felt like Rengo. I felt probably that same level of energy and inspiration and motivation and renewal. As I write in The Pepper Effect, we often forget the power of praise and thanks for our colleagues. It's world-changing work we do for our students, but sometimes we forget to fill the respective buckets of those we collaborate with, and sometimes we take our bandmates for granted. I believe that if we put those notes of praise and thanks into the atmosphere, then we can change the world for the better. One word, one note, one sentence of praise and thanks can ignite so much goodness for others. We do not know the measure and resonance of our words. And it's important to fill the space with goodness during these days when things do seem like just a downright total bummer. The power of a handwritten note or a digital direct message that is personalized and written from the heart can go such a long way. Its impact is even more poignant as we are living in a new era of social distancing and remote learning. Outreach is crucial for educators as we tap into the unknown. That small word of praise and thanks can transform a culture and uplift an individual to renewed energetic purpose. Praise and thanks cannot be overplayed and overhyped. It has to be just right and intentional so that the impact resonates. Kind of like Ringo Starr's drumming. I am a big proponent of the handwritten note. There's something about pressing my pen on paper, knowing that it will brighten someone's day, that grabs at my sentimental side. Don't wait until the beginning of the school year to write those notes. How about now? It could start small, with a few notes to send via United States Postal Service every week, and then you keep the momentum going. The note may not be on the physical level of the Beatles draping Ringo's drums and an ornate collection of flowers. But the intention is there, and I can assure you that it will make a positive difference for someone, as it did for me in the early examples I shared. This doesn't have to be a principal move, by the way. Remember, the Beatles were a full democratic unit. Teachers can write notes to each other and even their principal. Taking the intentional time to uplift a bandmate in the schoolhouse will strengthen the band and enhance the dynamic action so needed for our kids during these days. Instead of the I thought it was you three move with the Beatles, instead it can be and it should be it's us. It's always us, and we are making it happen in the schoolhouse. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I truly appreciate you listening, and I am grateful for you taking the time to tune in. Thanks to the Sky Dogs for the inspiration behind the closing musical theme of this podcast. The song is called Another Groovy Day, and yours truly composed and performed on it. Thanks also to the kind publishers of The Pepper Effect, Dave and Shelley Burgess. I am grateful for their support of my book dream, and I appreciate their help in getting The Pepper Effect in print and in the hands of some very inspiring readers, our teachers, administrators, and educators. Thank you for reading and supporting. follow-up, perhaps? I do have an idea for it. Stay tuned. You can follow me on Twitter at smgaylord. If you're listening on any podcast platform and you enjoyed this episode, then a positive review would surely be appreciated. Also, please subscribe to this podcast on the platform of your choice as it's greatly appreciated. You can hear this podcast on many other platforms from Spotify to Apple Podcasts to, to Stitcher. Thanks to Nicole Michael of 910 Public Relations for Fab and Fruitful Promotion. A couple of more things. Happy birthday to Ringo Starr. Our favorite drummer is turning 80 this Tuesday, July 7th. For the last several years, Ringo has instituted a birthday tradition where he simply asks everyone to stop what they are doing at 12 o'clock noon on his birthday and say, peace and love. There is a special birthday concert on his YouTube channel airing at 8 o'clock p.m. on July 7th. That's Eastern Time. And all-star musical guests are featured to perform. But the big news is that Paul McCartney will participate. We will have to see what these two musical brothers cook up to celebrate this milestone year for Billy Shears. Check out RingoStar.com for more details. If you liked hearing a little bit from my book, The Pepper Effect, then please be sure to order a copy off Amazon or Barnes & Noble, or even support your favorite local, friendly, neighborhood, independent bookstore. You can also order directly and read a sample chapter from the publisher at DaveBurgessConsulting.com. This is Sean Gaylord, and this is the Principal Ladder Notes Podcast. Signing off for now. Please stay safe. Don't forget to share your passions and dreams. Our world needs them from you. Take some time to send that bandmate colleague of yours a note. Let the individual know how much you care and appreciate them being a part of the band. Coming up on the next episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, this actually was going to be the basis for episodes 37 and 38, but like you, current events are weighing heavily on my heart, and I had to change up the tempo again, and besides, it is Ringo Starr's 80th birthday. Of course, this unabashed Beatles fan had to change the tempo for this episode. So... For episode 40, and I I mean it this time, I want to take another visit to the third album by the Monkees. We will take a deep dive on the closing track of that album entitled Headquarters, and the closing track is Randy Scouse Get. This song was written by drummer and singer Mickey Dolenz. You may not know that the song's alternate title is alternate title. Yes, you heard that correctly. We'll explore how that is a beautiful example of creative courage and thumbing one's nose at the status quo. Of course, I will make a connection to the Beatles as well. There actually is a connection to the Beatles in the case of this song, and I hope to catch you on the flip side there. And I really will do that for episode 40. I've been saying that the last two, but it's gonna happen. Then again, I may change it up for the next episode. Who knows? Maybe episode 40 will remain in the Principal Liner Notes podcast unreleased vault like the Beach Boys Smile album was for over 40 years. Either way, I will get it to you and you won't have to wait uh, for over 40 years. I am grateful for you, dear listener. This unique and eclectic podcast has reached 7,000 plays, all thanks to you. This podcast is a true labor of love from me to you, and I am grateful for your kind words of support. Please feel free to shoot me a DM via Twitter at smgaylord or leave a voice message on the Anchor platform where this podcast is produced we can continue the conversation, share ideas, and talk all things music. In the meantime, I will catch you on the flip side. Thanks again for listening.